Hello, and welcome to Life in Their Sandals. This is a podcast where we dive deep into the lives of biblical people to determine how we should live as Christians today. I'm your host, Chris McGrath, and today we have the great opportunity. We last left off talking about where Jesus was taken from the Garden of Gethsemane by Judas, the Roman soldiers, and the Pharisees and high priests. And where did they bring him? Well, after his arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was taken before a series of Jewish authorities and then Roman authorities. Among the authorities Jesus was taken to included Annas, who was the father of the high priest Caiaphas, Caiaphas, who was the high priest, Pontius Pilate, and then Herod, and then back to Pilate. But we'll see from studying these moments in Scripture that there were many people beyond just these few who cast judgment on Jesus and ultimately rejected the kingdom that he was offering to them. So, before Jesus was brought to Caiaphas, John records that he first was taken to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas and a former high priest. Annas held significant influence within the Jewish religious scene, despite no longer being the official high priest at the time of the trials. Jesus was questioned by Annas before appearing to Caiaphas, and this is not necessarily a former trial, as was done illegally and kind of undermining the authority of the high priest, but it was an informal interrogation. Jesus, after this moment, would face several trials. The Jewish leaders sought witnesses to testify against Jesus. So he's brought before Caiaphas, and these people are paid even to witness against Jesus, saying that he said he would destroy the temple not realizing that Jesus spoke of his own body being destroyed, that they were now taking part in fulfilling the prophecy of. And ultimately, the cross-examination and the witnesses proved to be unreliable. And it was made known before everybody here at this midnight trial that was being done illegally. And finally, Caiaphas questions Jesus up front about his identity and his claims to be the Son of God. Jesus affirmed his identity which caused the high priest to cry out, rend his clothes, and to charge him of blasphemy. And the rest of the Jewish authorities considered it a violation of Jewish law. During this period of his trials, Peter, we last spoke about him in the garden, but between this time he had followed Jesus afar off after he had been sleeping, and now he sees Jesus undergoing his trial from the courtyard of the high priest's house. Peter was questioned three times, about his association with Jesus, and he denied knowing him three times, just as Jesus had predicted would happen. Peter's denials, when we really take a look at them, were motivated by fear and by self-preservation, because this atmosphere that he was in were completely hostile towards Jesus and his followers. And even though Peter, moments before, had the boldness to cut the ear off of Malchus, he was confused and was disoriented at the fact that Jesus was seemingly letting all of this happen to him. And he denied. And after his third denial, the cock crows. And Peter remembers Jesus' words and is filled with remorse and weeps bitterly. After this trial, Jesus was then brought before Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate was the governor of Judea, who was set in place by the Roman government. And the Jewish leaders could not put Jesus to death because they couldn't carry out death sentences, uh, except for in a very few specific cases that they could do without the authority of Pilate. And they bring him before Pilate, who was totally their political enemy, someone they hated. 
someone that Pilate hated, and they seeked his authority for execution. Pilate questions Jesus about the accusations, and Jesus affirms once again his identity as the king of the Jews. But he did clarify to Pilate that his kingdom was not a normal kingdom. It was not a kingdom of this world. Pilate, although he surely thought Jesus to be perhaps a little strange or not understanding his answers fully, finds no guilt in Jesus and attempts to release him. But the Jewish leaders, manipulating the crowd, stirring them up, the people who moments before had cried Hosanna and cast their cloaks down in the street, now cried out for Barabbas, who was a notorious prisoner, a rebel, and a murderer against the Roman government. And instead of accepting the savior of the world, they chose to accept a killer, a bad person, and they were ultimately manipulated by their leadership into this awful decision. This is the time of Jesus' trials. He was taken before Annas, then Caiaphas, Pilate questioning Jesus, and then wanting to get the opinion of Herod, who was also over this land region, sends him, and Herod tries to get Jesus to do miracles or to entertain, and Jesus was, of course, not interested, and he was brought back with a robe of scarlet. He was whipped before everyone, and then after the crowd chose Barabbas instead of Jesus, he was taken by the Roman soldiers, and a series of brutalities that were common in the ancient world would come to pass. And we'll talk more about that in the next episode when we talk about Jesus' crucifixion. So what are some of the takeaways from this moment of Jesus' trials and Peter's denial? The first thing is clearly this. Jesus was unequivocally innocent but yet he suffered greatly for the cause of Christ. These trials highlight Jesus' innocence. He was falsely accused. He was treated unjustly, but yet he maintained his integrity and was blameless throughout the entire period. This is such a difficult thing to imagine because in our lives today, when someone blames us wrongfully, we do not just sit by and let it happen. We don't turn the other cheek. But we do anything we can to prove our own innocence. This is just a reminder from Jesus to Christians that ultimately the vindication we should be trying to receive is not the vindication of those around us, but that we should only be concerned with the fact that we're right in our walk with God. So even if we face injustice in the world, we can trust in the justice of God. Even if we have to walk in this unrighteous world, we can walk in righteousness and do the right things and can never stoop to unrighteousness to try to prove ourselves or make us more appropriate or more palatable to those around us. Ultimately, the story of Jesus' crucifixion really highlights the cost of discipleship for all of us today. He willingly endured the persecution, humiliation, and ultimately death for the sake of humanity's salvation. Today, we have to take up this cross. We have to deny ourselves. We have to follow Jesus. Many times we like to think of the blessings of God without really understanding the sacrificial nature of the faith, that before you could ever get to blessing, you have to get to sacrifice. Before you can ever get to living life more abundantly, you have to understand and exhibit obedience and to be willing to endure the hardship that will come. Ultimately, these trials led to Jesus' crucifixion, which was God's ultimate act of love and redemption for us. That through his death and later his resurrection, Jesus would provide a way for me and you today to be reconciled with God and to receive forgiveness from our sins. Because he was tried unjustly, today we can be justified. And that is an amazing thing. And we can never forget the 
humiliation. We can never forget even his denial from a close follower like Peter, from being rejected by the crowd that said they loved him just days before, who now would rather have a murderer return to them. And the reason for their choice was this. Barabbas was a rebel. He was a zealot. He acted more in the way that they thought the Messiah would act. When they saw Jesus now not resisting the accusations put before him, but showing humility and a commitment to the will of God, they would rather have the person who looked like what they thought he should look like as the Messiah. And so in our lives today, and this is the last point, don't miss Jesus working in your life because it doesn't look like the way you want it to look. Don't choose Barabbas, but choose Jesus, even if its appearance confuses. But test every spirit. Follow after what you know to be right. Seek in prayer for the peace of God. Hope you enjoyed talking about his trials. These are really hard moments to wrap our minds around, but it's so important that we do as we remember the sacrifice he made for us. I hope you tune in next week. We will be talking about someone who is very integral to the story of the Bible, and I know that you will enjoy it. Hope to see you next time, but in the meantime, be blessed. Have a great week.